Hello, everyone. Welcome to Not Your Mama's Advocate. Thank you so much for dropping by and listening today. We have a great episode with Sarah Collins from Homeschool OT. She has some great advice to share with us today. Whether you are a homeschooling parent or your kids in private school, or maybe they are doing cyber school, uh, or maybe they are in public school, it doesn't matter. She's got great advice for you today, so I encourage you to stick with us. Uh, I want to encourage you right now uh, with this scripture, let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. That's why I have this podcast. I want to be here to encourage you, to lift you up, because I know that nothing is easy in this season, that as parents, as mamas, grandparents, that we are all up against something. There is something that is hard, that is difficult in your life, in everyone's life right now. And I just want to be here to encourage you that um, you are put in your family's lives um, for a reason, that God put you there as your kids' mamas, um, because you are perfect as you are. So don't grow weary. Anyway, I'm excited to for you guys to listen to what Sarah has to say. She is awesome. She's good at what she does, and she is called to do what she does. Anyway, sit tight, and Sarah will be with us shortly. Thank you. Sarah, thank you so much for doing this today. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. I really enjoy doing this. I just feel really passionate about homeschooling and I love being an OT. So combining the both and being able to talk about it, it, I don't know, makes me a little excited. (laughs) I'm just ready. Yes. Well, you, your posts, I save all of them. You make it easier. You make it, you break it down and make uh, understanding our kids easier. So Okay, I'm a new homeschool mom, and I was so excited to stumble on your page. I don't even know how it happened, but it had to be God. (laughs) There you go. That's exactly how it happened. Yes, every post and story is so insightful. Um, So please tell us more about yourself, who you are, and what it is you do. What is OT? Ah. Uh, Yeah. Well, I, you just asked me a million questions. So we'll just start with <laughs> okay. a lot of them because so many people don't know what OT is. So that takes like a whole chunk in itself. But let me back up to who I am. Um, I am Sarah Collins, obviously. I um, was first, I started out working um, in a hospital and worked um, when my children were little, I was working. And then they grew a little bit older. They started school. Um, so I started doing home health care, which is when I went into people's homes. And I did that so that I could drop my kids off at school and then I could see some clients and then I could you know, leave and pick my kids up and take them to you know field hockey and I don't know, American Heritage Girls and this and that and all the other places they needed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, it was great. And for that season, it worked out very well. Um, I walked into one of my client's homes and she was homeschooling. And honestly, that was the first time that I had ever seen 
this happen. I really thought, like many people do, I really <laughs> had this social stigma around homeschooling. And I thought, I don't know, maybe they keep their kids in a shed or something. Who knows? <laughs> I, I actually, um, in college, wrote a persuasive essay on why people should not homeschool their children. So wow. <laughs> I know, right? I don't now remember what my evidence was or like what, who knows what my like three body paragraphs were about, but I remember that that was my topic. So I think, you know, God has a funny way of making laughing at us and making, <laughs> making us eat our own words. But <laughs> yes, right. You did the same exact thing to me. Mm, yes, it is a uh, humbling, but necessary in our lives, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so watching her house versus mine, where I felt that we were just kind of running and trying to keep up with, you know, the Joneses and the Smiths and whoever, um, she had a different relationship with her children than I did. Um, I would literally pick them up from school and I would, my daughter was um, six at the time and I would be like, tell me six things about your day, go. And that's what she would do. (laughs) And so, um, and that was just my way of like trying to be involved and be in there, but not be present in obviously in their school. Um, And so when I was observing it in this other person's house, she was like, Sarah, I just really think you would love this. And I was watching and I was like, I would love that. But I also have to work full time. And so I don't think that's a possibility. Possibility. And lo and behold, um, about three weeks later, my husband got a um, got recruited for a job up here in Pennsylvania. And within a month and a half, we were moving to Pennsylvania. And um, it just kind of worked out that we were towards the end of a school year. And when we initially moved, we moved into a rental house and I did put the, I was too nervous. I couldn't do it. I put them into home, into public school there and um, thought it was, I mean, it was going well. And then we were moving to our permanent home and it was May. And I was like, this is stupid. I'm not going to start them <laughs> in their third school in a year. And so in May, you know, so we started homeschooling at that point. And um, that was in early 2017 or late late in the school year of 2017. And so we, that's when we started and we haven't looked back since then. Wow. Yeah. What what would you tell other moms that feel like they couldn't, they could never homeschool, whether it's resources or time or money? Yeah. You know, I feel like homeschooling, it isn't for everybody. You know, I think everybody can if they want to, but I I think it is a desire and it is something that you really need to um, want to do. And I had that desire once I saw what it possibly could be. And so then it was successful. I think there are people that come into that are nervous and, and then, but they're not nervous because they're excited about it. They're nervous because they don't think it's right for their family. And I'm telling you, if that's in your gut that this isn't right, then it probably isn't right, <laughs> you know. Right. But however, if you being the expert on your own children are like, hey, I know that this is going to be great, or even I'm the expert in my own children and I am nervous because I don't know exactly what's going to happen, or I don't know where to find all the resources, or I don't know, um, you know, exactly how to get my day started. That's okay. We can work through that. You know, uh-huh. it's just the if you have that desire, then let's make it happen. Right. It's I've found at least that it's it's kind of trial and error. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that that sounds 
bad, kind of. Because well, it's your no, kids. It's, a pra- so. it's kind of a practice. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I think everything is that that it um, changes as time goes on. And you kind of mature as a, as a homeschool mom and your kids are growing older, so they have different needs. And um, it's what my homeschool looks like now versus what it looked like at the very beginning are two very completely different things. Mm-hmm. And part of that is because I feel more comfortable in what we're doing. Um, the other part is that, I mean, when we started, my youngest son was one. And so what he needed at that point was completely different than what he needs now as a six-year-old. And, you know, as he's part of our school day and learning to read himself and whatever versus me trying to contain him while I'm you right. know, educating my other kiddos. Um, but I will tell you that what that kid knows as a six-year-old, because he's been around my older kids learning, um, is nothing short of amazing, nothing short of amazing, just from being in the environment of it all day. Mm-hmm. I've had my middle son, uh, he's nine, going to be mm-hmm. 10. And we've had him in the public school mm-hmm. environment. And that was a complete struggle. Yeah. We've had him in private school. And it was only four kids per class. And that was even a that struggle. was even a struggle. Yeah. And I thought that was going to be the answer. Right. And I just came to the realization that apparently I have all the answers. Yeah. Well. <laughs> so why don't I just do it? There you go. There you go. You know, this is so much of what I try to talk to my clients about all the time is that you are the expert in your children. Mm-hmm. And sometimes this is a mindset change. You know, we are used to going into other professionals and being like, they are going to tell me how to educate my child. They're going to tell me how to um, medicate my child. They're going to mm-hmm. tell me exactly what to do with my child. Um, and the mindset shift occurs like when you start to think, I am the expert and I am going to build a team around us to help with us, you know, to help me, not they're going to tell me what to do, but they're going to help me because I'm the advocate and I'm expert, you know, and then there's a bazillion resources that open up when you start looking at it that way. Yes. Yeah. So how do you encourage parents that um, need to, or how do you equip them that need to teach the multiple different little personalities in your house. Right. How do you equip them? Oh, goodness. It is. Well, every homeschool is different and every kiddo is different. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, there isn't just like a blanket, like here, this is what you do. And this is, you know, it's going to work well for your family, just like it did mine. Because to be honest with you, this, once we started homeschooling in my home, I tried to do the same thing that my friend was doing when I watched her in her home. Mm -hmm. And it didn't work here. Like we were, I was stressed out. They were struggling. And then I was trying to just bring that public school system into my house. And I had right. the schedule up on my wall. And, and then I was like, this is PE time. Go on. <laughs> what on earth? <laughs> oh, goodness. And so then we just started to be more natural. I read a lot of Charlotte Mason's books and started mm-hmm. thinking about our environment itself and how that could turn into education without me having to be so, um, this is now, and this is what's next. And, um, you're taking too long and this it's time to, you know, start for lunch. And then we have to get here and there. Um, I really stopped and evaluated my kids and evaluated our home. And I looked at what was going to work for us. 
And that's what I talk to other families about is that how can we stop and look at our kiddos and study how they learn? You know, we went on a million different field trips at the beginning and I recognize like now we're just coming out of COVID. So, you know, that's not an option for everybody, but um, I watched my kids out in nature. I watched my kids um, in church and in different environments and just started to study them and look at them as um, people and see like, what are their interests and how can, how can we use that and build on it? Um, and so that's what I would do. I would start with that. And then I would um, search out other resources. So specifically, you know, as an OT, um, and, oh, I just realized I never answered that question as what is OT? <laughs> um, so that's me, fine. Yeah, let me back up to that a little bit. So what is OT? An occupational therapist looks at anything and everything that a person wants or needs to do. So that's what an occupation is. So it could be anything from, you know, getting out of bed in the morning and um, taking a shower to um, being able to participate and, you know, sit long enough to um Right. Or it could be handwriting itself, you know, anything that you need and want to do. Um, sometimes it's really fun things like I want to know how to paddleboard. And so we break down those tasks, you know, anything and everything is an occupation. Um, so people who are typically coming to me, like as an OT, they know what OT is because they have a need for it. You know, not everybody knows what it because they don't have a need for it. Correct. So if you have a need for OT, most likely some of the other resources that you're looking for when you're trying to homeschool is how do I homeschool my kiddo who is a bit quirky? Or how do I homeschool my kiddo who is having a struggle and I can't figure out why? Or how do I homeschool my kid who won't sit still? <laughs> you know, all of these, um, all of these things are why people come to me um, and why I also give them other organizations and resources. Um, for those homeschools, SPED Homeschool is a fantastic resource. She puts out, her name is Peggy Ployhar. She puts out um, weekly webinars with all different resources within the homeschool world. Um, and it's just fantastic. This uh, is a, a book or? No, SPED Homeschoolers is a, um, she has a website. She okay. has a Instagram account and a Facebook account. And what she does is, and so her webinars come out every week. I've been on a few of them. And um, it's a, a person that she features who has either a resource or a service or experience within the homeschool world. And they're all free, you know, so you just watch them and learn and glean. And um, that is a fantastic place to start. Okay. Um, let's see. I'll put a link to that. Yeah, sure. For sure. Um, NERI, which is the National Home Education Research Institute, um, they put out peer research articles. Um, and a lot of them have to do with things like, um, how do I homeschool my child with autism? And they, instead of just being like anecdotal evidence, they'll give real tips that have researched. Um, and so it is that is also a really good site for statistics about homeschooling for all the people that are like, what, you're going to homeschool your kid? What does that mean for socialization? <laughs> right? Yeah. And, um, how's your kid going to get into college? You know, mm. Neri has um, all the research and statistics on all of those questions. So you can find them too. Not that you really need to back yourself up, because I mm -hmm. feel like if you 
are making this decision for your child, it's because, again, you are the expert in your child, so you Mm -hmm. can make that decision. But if you feel the need to have evidence to share, that's your spot. You can get it from there. And reading through those stats are good for your own peace of mind, too. Yes, absolutely. To know that you're making the right decision. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So uh, yesterday, for an example, um, through the summer, I try to keep a routine mm-hmm. for my kids, whether it's, you know, chore charts and chores. Mm-hmm. And every other day, they need to do a little math or do a little mm-hmm. reading or something. And I was trying to encourage my middle son to do a little math. And he was not having it. <laughs> <laughs> I said, Okay, well, let's fold this, this subtraction, this math worksheet in half. And it's still, that was not good. (laughs) He was just pushing it away. And there was just so much pushback. I thought, you know what, we'll just save this for another day. And I walked away from it. Uh And then later last night I said, Hey, did you ever get to that subtraction? How'd that work out? It's done. I finished it. (laughs) Yes. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to file that away for later. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Just walk away. Right. And you know, you had that option because again, you knew your child, like at that moment in time, if you had made it a battle, like what good would that have done for anybody there? You know, mm-hmm. I love the way that then later on you were able to refer back because it's not that, you know, I think as parents, sometimes we question like, am I letting him get away with too much? Or if he's fighting me, is that, you know, is that okay? And mm-hmm. um, I try to look at every behavior as in what are we trying to communicate here? Or what is the purpose here? You know, mm-hmm. sometimes it's that either they're too tired or maybe they need some more movement before they can sit to really think about it. Or maybe, you know, they are hungry. You know, there are so many different things that can feed into why a person is kind of pushing back. So I don't ever say, well, I guess we'll just put that away and never do it again, but we can come back to it or set a goal and say, okay, you, I can tell right now that you are not going to be able to get through this subtraction because your body is showing me that your eye contact is showing me that you're Mm -hmm. telling me that with your body. So let's get up. Let's change this situation Mm -hmm. by either whatever, getting the food that they need or doing 10 jumping jacks or (laughs) whatever, Um, you know, having a hug or squeezing some Play-Doh, like whatever it is, fill that need. And then we're going to come back to it. You know, we're not getting, we're not stopping for forever, but we're stopping for right now. Yes. So what are some other strategies during the art quote, our school day? Aside from walking away, you said squeezing Play-Doh or jumping jacks. Yeah. What are some other just practical things that we can file away as parents? Right. So I always try to, I break things down into like person, environment, and occupation. And that partially is because obviously I'm an occupational therapist, but it really helps me to think about what is happening right here in this moment. Is this something that we need to address within the person specifically? Is it something that I can change within my environment? Like, do I need to change the way that you're sitting? Do I need to change the time of day that we're working on this? That's all environment. Do I need to change like what the lighting is like? Um, Or occupation? Like, is it something with how many 
math problems are written on this page. Like you did that yourself. You changed the occupation right then. You intuitively tried that and that still didn't work. So then you went back to something with the person, right? So I try to look at all three of those things. When it's within the person, um, sensory needs are definitely something that I, I think through. Um, and typically occupational therapists can help like to evaluate that. Um, because again, this is every homeschool and every person are different. So I can't give you like a bunch of blanket ad- advice, but right. I will say that deep pressure and um, proprioceptive or heavy work make a huge difference to calm a body. So whether that is a hug, whether that is repetitive jumping, whether that is pushing a laundry basket across the floor, you know, mm-hmm. those are, if it's putting on a heavy blanket while you're sitting there, I mean, Think about times when you are really stressed out in your life. You know, what do you want to do? You want to get under a blanket or cuddle in a corner or have somebody assure you by giving you a hug. Like those are typically the things that can help to calm a person's neurological system so that then they can later focus on something else. That is a great way to remember it. What do I want? Yes. Yeah. When I feel overwhelmed or stressed. Right. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. And I have one kiddo who really needs a ton of movement during his day too. I mean, he just, because of attention and because he's had a lot of visual vision issues growing up and um, he, so I have to set up his environment. So it's going to work. Like he cannot from left of visual scanning wise, cannot like copy something from the left onto like his own piece of paper. It has to be up in front of him. I know that now because I've really watched him and I've worked with him. And so we can set up his environment differently. You know, I can cover up half of his sheet of paper, but I think asking our kids this (laughs) is really helpful. You know, sometimes we just assume like, oh, you're having a a battle. I'm going to argue and tell you that, no, we need to do this right now. When sometimes a simple question of why not is good or like what's bothering you about it. And then if the open-ended question doesn't work, um, being more specific, does your body feel okay? Does your eye, do your eyes feel okay? Um, is it your brain? Like, do you feel really jittery or something? Like encourage mm-hmm. our kids to talk and be, that word is interoception, like knowing what is happening inside of their bodies. Um, are you hungry right now? You know, that self-analysis can lead then to self-awareness, which can lead to self-advocacy. So, you know, we, we don't want to have a battle. We want to assure them that we're on their team. Yeah. Something I'm constantly saying is please use your words. Right. Right. (laughs) I am on your side. There is not a person who wants you to succeed more than me. Yes. Let's make this happen together. So you have a Facebook group. I do. Yeah focus group. Tell us more about that focus group that's about to close. Yes. And I think hopefully by the end of this, it will be. So each time on my each, well, each month, I guess on my Instagram and my Facebook groups, um, I stick to one topic where occupational therapy and homeschooling collide. And Mm -hmm. since an occupation is, you know, anything and everything, basically, a bazillion topics coincide, you know? So right now I've been talking for this past, past month all on executive functioning skills. And those are those skills that we have to, um, they're like the higher level thinking skills that help us to accomplish or execute our task. 
things like organization, emotional control, um, response inhibition, that self-analysis that I was just talking about, um, planning, predicting, all of those higher level skills. Um, and so what I do is for a month, I do a lot of information and stories and content that way on free for free because I want everybody to be able to get it, you know, and then we dig deeper with this, you know, smaller group of people. Um, and what that includes is a class with myself and another OT. So I, as an OT, I am working only with homeschool families and then I'm not even doing like direct therapy. Like I don't meet with a kid and do therapy the way that, you know, you would take them into a clinic or even to a nature-based therapy or whatever. Right. Um, I work specifically with parents on helping within their homeschools. So this is another way of doing that where I can reach more people at one time. So, mm -hmm. but the class is with a person who is working within a clinic and using those same skills um, out, you know, in the field, like is kind of mm -hmm. how I'm calling it. So there's the class, there's a book club, um, which kind of goes throughout the whole month. This time for executive functioning, we're reading Smart But Scattered and we'll have discussion questions throughout. It's kind of allowing us to read and take action on a book rather than just like, reading it and kind of pondering ourselves, but um, being able to talk about it with other homeschooling families as well as OTs, um, that's the purpose of it. There is resource lists, there's picture book lists, there is even more than the content that I put on social media, expanding wow. all of that mm -hmm. and, uh, with recommendations and stuff. So um, that's what it's gonna be. And I'm not gonna do one every single month because man, do they take a lot of preparation and content. <laughs> um, but oh, I just love it. It's so, to see people be able to take it and really apply it to their homeschools is, is makes it so worth it. But I'm, I'm shooting, this is the first one. It's just, I launched the registration last week. I opened it for 20 people. And um, as of you know half an hour ago, there was one slot left. So then, you know, I'll do some on other topics as we go on through the year. So what I'm thinking of right now, I know the next one is going to be on feeding and eating. Um, how many of us have our kids that are walking in and out of the pantry all day, right? Oh, my goodness. That's a problem during the summer. <laughs> yes, for sure. And whether they're eating because of sensory needs or whether they're eating because um, they are bored or whether they aren't eating because they're very picky eaters, like all of these things, that's mm -hmm. eating as a, um, is an, an area of OT. So I'm actually super excited for that one. I have, um, this girl who she is glorious. Um, you can find her on Instagram at mealtime maven, oh, yeah. um, but she just wrote a book, um, recently that's called beyond the bite. And she talks so much about the environment of your meals and um, how to be mindful in, in our parenting, but then also mindful like as we are sitting to eat and setting up that environment. Then she's also obviously talking some about the person, the actual feeding skills and nutrition. So anyway, that's going to be the one that is in October. And then I've got a handwriting one that will be coming up after that, visual perceptual skills. So the, the gamuts, they're going to run the gamut, but they are hopefully all going to be very helpful in a way to reach a lot more people. I I could fit in every one of those categories. Well, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy. <laughs> those, those, I don't know any pa parent that couldn't use help. Yeah. I mean, I think everybody could use that. 
I agree. That's kind of why we're doing it, but I'm trying to keep it somewhat small so that we can really have good discussions. Um, And especially within the the book club and um, within the class, you know, that'll be live, but then also recorded. So Mm -hmm. people will really be able to um, ask questions and and document and, um, you know, know, know how to make the actionable changes within their homeschool. Yeah. Sarah, this has been so informative and just some incredible information. I'm so glad. And I hope your listeners can find it helpful as well. Again, I am just so passionate about both of these things, about homeschooling and OT. And it's never in a billion years what I would have imagined what I was doing with my life. But since it is, I'm thrilled to be able to help other people with it. I know. Is it ever what we plan? No. No, no. it it never is. I always said that uh, Jesus would have to come down and sit next to me. To get me to homeschool. <laughs> of course, it, it didn't happen that way, but yeah. here I am. Oh, he totally is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He has to be with me every day to get through. Right, right. Every See, homeschool I didn't day. even have a, no way would I do that because I just didn't even think of it as a possibility. Like I had no opinion on it. Well, besides my persuasive essay in college, but once I had my own kids, I had like, no opinion on it because it just was not even on my radar, you know? Mm-hmm. So for now, for it to be what we're doing this going into our fifth year and that it's completely changed my career. I mean, you just, uh, yeah, pretty, pretty amazing, but I wouldn't rather be doing, I would not want to be doing anything else. No, I wouldn't either. I am so excited to have my three home with yeah. me right now. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So for such a time as this, I think. Boom. There you go. Yes. Yes. Sarah, thank you so much for coming on Not Your Mama's Advocate. Um, <laughs> this has been great. And I hope to have you back again sometime. Yes, for sure. Especially when, you know, if you find one of these topics that you really um, are interested in, I love to come on and talk about specific, you know, topics and specific aspects of OT. So I'm all in. Awesome. Thank you so much, Sarah. No problem. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Wasn't Sarah fantastic? That interview was great. I encourage you to go follow her on Instagram and Facebook. She has great knowledge to continue to share with you almost on a daily basis. I save almost every one of the things that she shares on her social media accounts. So go follow her. If you need to, you can find her information in the show notes as well as things that she shared with us in the episode today. You guys, I know school is starting. Have a blessed school year. I pray that everything goes smoothly, uh, whether you're in public school, homeschooling, private school. I just pray God's blessing on all of it. And uh, do remember, do not grow weary in everything that you're doing. All right. Thank you for stopping by and listening to Not Your Mama's Advocate. And I will talk to you again soon.